Hello and welcome back. Uh, who knew we didn't family? <laughs> Hello and welcome back. Who knew we didn't family? My name is Marta and my partner in podcast over here is Megan. Um, today we are talking about siblings. So we're going to be talking about family dynamics in yeah, general. Yeah, we're talking about family dynamics. We're going to start with siblings and then, uh, well, it's like part one of family dynamics yeah. is talking about siblings. Yeah. yeah, we were planning on recording these as one episode, but... Megan crushed it with her research, so she's definitely going to be a longer one. So this she, week... She didn't. <laughs> so this week, you guys are in for a treat for probably about an hour-long episode. Uh, and then next week, you guys have a sh- bit shorter episode, because that's the one that I was responsible for, and I'm a slacker. So um, I hope you guys enjoy. And, oh, actually, I wanted to mention, I really w- w- wanted... I want to get you guys in, I want to engage with you guys. Like I want to yeah. interact with you, see kind of who's listening. Like when we look at our statistics, which are very exciting. Like when I see that people are actually listening to our episodes, it's yeah. super exciting. I want to hear, we want to hear from you guys. Yeah. So, we want to know who you are. We want to know what you think. We want to know. Yeah. So if you guys have Twitter you know. <laughs> and, or like, if you want to tell us what you're thinking while you're listening to an episode, tweet, at us and use the hashtag WKWD or do you had another hashtag that you liked, right? Oh, uh, I said, aha, cause, um, oh, yeah. we're looking for aha moments. So yeah. Hashtag aha. Yeah. And, uh, aha reminds me of, uh, that take on take me on song me. by aha. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, WKWD or aha or both. Aha, WKWD. That's not, that doesn't roll off the tongue. But uh, yeah, tweet at us. We'd love to interact with you guys. We, yeah, just we're excited and I'm rambling. But so today, Megan's going to talk about siblings and take it away, Megan. Okay. Um, Thanks, Marta. So I will go ahead then. So uh, some general stuff to cover first. because you often grow up in the same household, you have a lot of exposure with your siblings. And even though a sibling relationship can have a hierarchy, like, you know, oldest to youngest sort of thing, oldest is in charge, um, or a system of reciprocity where like sort of you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours and I won't tell mum. Um, sibling relationships. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, Don't that, I know it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sibling relationships tend to be pretty symmetrical when compared to other members of the family like other generations you know what i just realized what's that um you know how we're usually like segway city that had no segue at all <laughs> no no not segway city what is it sidebar sidebar nation yes yeah so i was like wait we both have siblings and so we can both relate really closely to almost everything that you're gonna say oh yeah so i have more siblings my than you but yeah well i have otherwise. just the one yeah but we're we're five years apart and so our relationship was very strained in the early days oh interesting yeah i have a four seven and a nine years apart sibling oh yeah that's true and my relationship with each of them is very very different i have a really maternal child relationship with my older sister because Mm -hmm. she was so much older than me we shared a room and she did a lot of like taking care of me yeah um and then my brother who's closest in age to me we had a lot of animosity growing up but anyway yeah, I'll let sidebar, you, I'll, <laughs> sidebar nation. Sorry. Um, all right. So uh, 
Another thing to mention, sibling relationships are a good reflection of the overall condition of the cohesiveness within a family. Um, sibling relationships do often differ between cultures in uh, industrialized cultures, uh, which I would think we would be considered an industrialized culture. It would be like an individualistic culture. Uh, sibling relationships are pretty unrestricted in nature. Like you're encouraged to stay in contact and cooperate with your siblings, but it's not really an obligation. Older siblings are sometimes given responsibilities to watch over their younger siblings, but this is usually occasional and parents really have the role of primary caregiver. But in more... Uh, con con connectivistic? Collectivistic. Collectivistic. Connectivistic. Well. In collectivistic cultures, sibling relationships are obligatory. There are strong cultural norms that prom promote uh, cooperation and close proximity between siblings, and caregiving roles are often given to older siblings who are kind of like constantly expected to watch over their younger siblings. I can see that. Yeah. Um, Siblings do, like in general, siblings give you the majority of your opportunities to deal with conflict in early life as you hash out issues around like whose toy this is or who gets to watch what they want on TV or who has to do certain chores or who's better at school or sports or whatever it's going to be. Siblings play out relationship themes that will eventually mature into those that you're going to find in your adult close relationships. So you need to learn to live together and in the process you establish the pattern that will or patterns rather that will frame how you cooperate or not in the rest of your life. Um, a University of Illinois psychologist named Lori Kramer studied three to nine year old sibling pairs and found that they um, experienced an extended conflict 2.5 times per 45 minute play session. So that's like roughly once every 18 minutes. <laughs> Yeah. Me and my sister, it would have just been one extended conflict. <laughs> yeah. um, it sounds high, but in healthy sibling relationships, there are a lot of positive interactions as well. Um, and she says, because there is so much positivity happening, siblings can tolerate some negativity in their relationship. And we know that the ability to fight with your sibling and then resolve those conflicts can be an important developmental achievement. Yeah. Um, so along that theme of early socializations, uh, older siblings are often introduced to their younger siblings at some point when the, like during the mother's pregnancy to help facilitate adjustment for the older child and help like create a better immediate relationship with the new baby when they're born. And interactions between older and younger siblings early in development, like when you're very young, contribute to the older sibling's social aptitude, and it also cognitively stimulates the younger sibling. Um, now, I want to talk a little bit about attachment theory now, which is usually used to describe an infant's relationship with their primary caregiver, but it can also apply to siblings. Um, if an infant finds their older sibling to be responsive and sees him or her as a as a source of comfort uh like a supportive bond would form alternatively if the older sibling is aggressive or neglectful then a negative bond will form and this theory is even more relevant in the absence of a primary caregiver where the younger sibling really does have to rely on the older one for their security and their support um and i don't want to talk too much more about that because again that's another one where i was like this could be a whole episode unto itself and it's also 
like a large chunk of what I was going to talk about. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's completely fine. Um, But even as you get older, the sibling relationships um, do have a good amount of of stability in in the relationship. And again, positive and negative interactions remain pretty frequent. Um, There's a lot of change, obviously, as you get older, like both physically and cognitively when you age from young child to medium child to I don't even know where I was going with that good one. one. Good one. As the older child goes to school, <laughs> for example, um, they will start to meet peers and forming friendships outside of their family unit. And this distance means that the sibling becomes less dependent, like they become less dependent on each other for their social support because they have reduced access to each other. And then when the younger sibling begins school, the older sibling can, like in, in a good sibling relationship, the older sibling can give them um some support in acclimating more quickly to the school environment, giving them advice, and is also available to answer questions or talk about things with the younger sibling that they might not feel comfortable bringing up with their parent, like bullying, like not knowing how to act around someone that you really like or dislike at school. Like your your older sibling can give you guidance on that sort of thing when it's kind of awkward to bring it up with your parents. Yeah, I definitely talked to my sister about a lot. Like she taught me a lot. Um, I was funny. I was thinking about that when I was doing this research and I don't have a lot of memories of something like this. I was fairly like, um, not introverted, but I didn't share things like that with anyone. Like Mm. if I liked somebody or if I was bullied by somebody, I didn't talk about it really, but I did, um, watch how like I would make a point to watch how other people dealt with it like my one brother in particular oh, like Albert Bendura's social learning theory oh yes 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 um, my one, one brother is like uh he's like the toughest guy in town is a joke that Taylor and I like to make a lot um he's he's uh and he always has been. And so the way that he dealt with bullies was very inspirational to young Megan (laughs) in like learning how to stand up for herself. Not quite to the extent that he did because he um, was pretty feisty. My dad Uh, taught me how to stand up to bullies. Really? Yeah. Good. Well, because I, I, again, I, I aggressively self-disclose. So I would tell my dad, I'm like, there's this girl at school and I hate her and she bullies me. Hmm. And he's like, well, bullies, literally only want a rise out of you so if you just don't give them that rise they'll get bored and go away and like honestly for in my case it worked and then in grade seven I got into a fight with a girl because she had her finger in my face and I was like oh shit and I was like trying to ignore her and then she kept putting her finger in my face this is again sidebar nation uh she kept putting her finger in my face it was like i need you to get that out of my face please and she didn't and just like put it even closer and like poked my forehead and so it became a brawl and there was like a set of like a staircase but it was just like four steps but one of us went down it was it you no good mm-hmm. <laughs> it was not hell me. yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's what I have to say to that. I Another sidebar, I'm now remembering that uh, even though I didn't talk directly to people about this, like like within my family unit, we did, um, my fa- parents made a, a really big point about us all eating dinner together every single night. And so we did have these sorts of conversations like around the dinner table. But again, I don't remember bringing anything up specifically, but we would talk about our days or we would talk about like my one brother getting in trouble or my sister having trouble or like we would we would talk about 
stuff. And so you'd learn from what and your parents so, told yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I do have a memory now of being bullied by someone in a very similar way. They didn't have their finger in my face, but they did have their hand in my uh. face. And they, I said something like, hey, please, blah, yeah, blah, like, blah, blah. Stop doing that. Yeah. No, no. It was like a, like, work with me here. Yeah. And like, let's get through this. And they were like, oh, what's that sound? Do you hear that sound from the wall here? I and like, in front of my face. hate children. Slap that bitch right across the face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, don't hit kids. But no, if don't hit kids. But I have to say, she didn't bully me anymore <laughs> after that. I'm not promoting violence. She didn't bully me that, either. But she, like, I was like, girl, do you see these thighs? <laughs> <laughs> Mine was, like, in and out. Like, I slapped her and I walked out of the door and it was like, that's yours to deal with. And I uh, was very afraid for the rest of the day that I was going to hear my name called over the announcements and that she was going to tell on me, but she didn't tell on me and she fucked right off. So a teacher witnessed mine oh. and I didn't get in trouble. I think huh. the teacher was like, yeah, somebody needed to put that girl in her place. I do think this is a big sidebar, but I do think that sometimes teachers see shit like that and they're just like, you know what? you deserved that like I know I'm not supposed to condone this I know I'm supposed to break this up but that little shit that. deserved it yeah yeah anyway okay. I'm gonna let you keep going because yeah, we've got a lot, of, a lot of material to cover um, so as children get older and transition into adolescence siblings uh, or didn't you say middle older no what'd you say? what did you call them? <laughs> middle child middle children these are these are bigger like from middle earth <laughs> yes um, siblings might provide each other with uh, with warmth and support, but there's usually increased conflict when you move into adolescence and uh, greater emotional distance at this stage. Um, in an article by Kim McHale, Osgood and Crowder, 2006. Oh, yes, yes, yes. They... <laughs> <laughs> indicate that the effect of this uh, does vary based on the gender of the siblings. Um, mixed sex sibling pairs usually experience more drastic decreases in intimacy during adolescence, while same sex sibling pairs experience perhaps a slight rise in intimacy during adolescence, followed by a drop. And how far apart are they in age, though? Oh, I don't know. Hmm. That was not indicated to me in the research that I did. <laughs> It was about gender, not age. Um, but in both cases, they you found that... very upset. <laughs> Sorry, I just got, no, like, I liked it. immediately defensive about it. No, I don't know no, why. I was just, uh, like, the, whatever. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in both cases, they found that intimacy usually increases, again, during young adulthood. So, like, if you make it through your teenage years, you can get back um, to being... I'd say, I'd say that that reflects our experience, but... It, it, I don't think we were ever like, well, I felt close to my sister and she only kept me around because people thought I was cute. Mm. And like Carol, it's like how grown men care, have kids around them because women find them attractive. Carol used me like that until I stopped being cute. And then she refused to hang out with me. Interesting. Yeah. She was, uh, she was great. <laughs> and then later on, like now we're very close, yeah. very tight, but so I don't know if I, um, for me, like I definitely, certainly with my brothers, I like, we weren't, we were 
very close when we were really, really little. But then like, because they're much older than me as well, I think they got to that stage where like, I need to be independent and I need to go off on my own. And I was still pretty young when they had that. So they became middle children. Yeah. Yeah. When they became middle children into, um, (laughs) bigger children, bigger adolescents, um, they, I was still pretty young when, when they were going through that. And so I don't remember, feeling it quite so much it might just be because I was really young and so I don't I'm not going to remember that but it also might be that like there was a natural age difference and so maybe I always kind of felt like that yeah Um, true but with my sister it uh really never did feel like that we shared a room and because like I already had that more maternal relationship with her because of our age difference it just like never was like that I don't know I'm just imagining having kids that are nine years apart just like nine years of shitty kids like by the time you're oldest one wonderful children we were not shitty at all we were darling i'm not saying that you guys are (laughs) shitty i'm just saying like kids are a lot of work yeah kids are a lot right so i'm just imagining as a parent like you have your first bundle of work and then like nine years later you're still popping out bundles of work it's just like that's a long time yeah it is a long time I don't know. I feel like I was pretty quiet. I don't think I was a lot of work. I was not quiet. <laughs> I was terrible. Oh, I was I was pretty sneaky. But like I say, I was quiet. Like I was I didn't share a lot of those things. And like, That's even true. when I was being sneaky, I wasn't like in it to get in trouble. I was in it to like get information and sleuth and then use to my <laughs> advantage later on in life. Perfect. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> the... All right, here. Sorry, I'm just going to move move a little further down here. Um, in several sources that I found, it's pretty clear uh, that that research on adolescents, otherwise known as middle children today, uh, suggests positive sibling influences promotes healthy and adaptive functioning while negative interactions increase vulnerabilities and problem behaviors. In a 2005 article in the Journal of Family Psychology, author Snyder Bank Burston Burr and Burston indicate that when a sibling relationship is characterized by conflict and aggression, it promotes delinquency and antisocial behavior among peers. Uh, where a 2004 article in Current Directions in Psychological Science, <laughs> that's the, the name of the journal, um, indicates that intimate and positive sibling interactions are an important source of support for adolescents and promotes development of pro-social behavior. So basically, like, if you have a really negative, violent, uh, aggressive, conflict-ridden relationship with your siblings, it can cause delinquency outside of that. Mm-hmm. And if you have a really supportive, good, close-knit, like there's going to be some level of conflict always. Um, but when it's when it's closer and uh, and more positive, then it that reflects on your peers as well. I wonder. I wonder how much of that is dictated by like the fact that the kid is a little shit and so they're causing problems everywhere in their lives or by the fact that their like sibling is the older sibling is screwing up the littler kid. Um, Well, you could be the older sibling, right? Mm -hmm. Like it could be that your younger sibling is the one that's a shithead. And so it's hard to tell. But like I wonder. Yeah, I guess I wonder if it's like just the relationship inside the like siblings screws them up and so they carry that into the outside world or this kid is just like these kids are just little shits anyway yeah i wonder and so they're just not capable of good relationships regardless of their sibling yeah i don't i can't say based on the kids that were um studied in this study 
Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Study, but study. If they had, if they had, uh, yeah, like if they had behavioral issues outside of that, then that's going to cause conflict in the home. Or like if somebody else in the home had behavioral issues or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Well, um, I don't know if we'll see, but uh, you will not see by anything I say today. No. <laughs> um, siblings generally spend more time with each other during childhood than they do with their parents um, or really anyone else like friends or teachers or caregivers. Like your siblings are the people you spend kind of most of your time with. And sibling relationships are often the longest lasting relationships in an individual's life. Um, when you get older, you don't live in the same place like you get involved in your own jobs and your own hobbies you get into other romantic relationships you build your own family all that sort of stuff and despite that people do usually maintain a relationship with their siblings throughout adulthood and old age as well um sisters are most likely to maintain contact with one another followed by mixed gender siblings um pretty obviously proximity and communication play a big role in whether or not siblings will maintain contact as they get older it's easier to stay in contact when you live closer to each other and whether you live near each other or not like you need to stay in communication phone email all that jazz mm -hmm. um as you get older any age gap is less and less significant within your dynamic with your siblings and sibling relationships can feel a lot more like friendships um can definitely attest to that yeah oh absolutely um a notable difference is that especially for later in life your friends tend to be your companions where your siblings often play a role of confidant um Another important note is that it's difficult to make long-term assumptions about adult sibling relationships because they change a lot in response to your life events. Like hmm. marriage of a sibling can strengthen a bond between siblings. It could also weaken a bond between siblings. Um, change of location, birth of a new child, death of a parent or of another family member, um, getting a divorce or being widowed or uh, something like that um, can all affect your dynamic with your siblings. So it is difficult to study. Of course. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to try and find a little more about, uh, like a little more information about siblings who become estranged from each other. Um, I found an article in Psychology Today that estimated that the number of Americans who are completely estranged from their siblings is less than 5%. Um, and this was discovered by uh, a Cornell University professor of human development. Um, but really the study of understanding of siblings in their adult relationships is pretty sparse. Um, what I was able to find is um, we have shifted from extended family units to nuclear family units. So sibling relationships have been overshadowed by those between parents and children or between spouses. Um, if there's... Like as far as areas of study goes? Uh, well, yeah, just in terms of like, these are some concrete things we can know. Okay. Um, if there's not a cultural mandate to stick together like we did talk about how culture really does affect this these sorts of dynamics so if there's not a cultural mandate to stick together siblings who have a strained relationship already don't see uh, a reason to stay connected um, parents and grown children like like between parents and grown children there's a strong moral need to stay connected even throughout more difficult relationships but for siblings the ties between are a bit weaker so there's less tolerance when the relationship is strained um, and this is according to psychologist joshua coleman who is a co-chair on council of contemporary families 
Um, we talked a little earlier about how learning to resolve conflict with your siblings when you're young is an important like development achievement. So maybe siblings who don't learn to manage these conflicts conflicts well when they are young are at more risk for estrangement later on in adulthood. Um, and in addition, if your parents are not good role models for resolving conflict when you're young, this could also play a part in how siblings are able to handle conflict with each other. But that's not definite. So, mm-hmm. Like I'm inferring that. Um, it could also be a personality clash or it could just truly be like difficult childhood dynamics like it could be a lot of things right maybe your sister's like addicted to cocaine or something like that so you can't stay in a relationship with her or maybe like some other outside influence so yeah and and all of those sorts of things could lead to deep-seated resentment so you're not gonna you're not gonna stay in touch um, switching gears a little bit, another thing that I wanted to look into or research and just find if there was any truth to is birth order, because that's something I think you hear a lot about in pop psychology that like birth uh-huh. order dictates personality, birth order dictates like a lot about who, who you're going to be. Um, so I wanted to talk about that. Um, a lot of people do believe that birth order has a profound effect on psychological development and it's the idea has actually consistently been challenged. Um, I found a 2015 study published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, and it indicated that though some research shows that earlier born children score slightly higher in intelligence on average, there's almost no effect of birth order on personality, even though this notion is like really popular. Like we like of course you've heard of it (laughs) yeah i have a i have a theory as to why any effects are found like for birth order and it's really just um like self-fulfilling prophecies like expectation bias so parents expect like the first kid to be this way the second kid to be this way and so they create that in their children you instill it yeah um Alfred Adler, who I think we might have touched upon we mentioned briefly, him before. briefly yeah, yeah, in theories of personality, um, he was one of the first theorists to suggest that birth order affects personality. And according to him, firstborns are, it's kind of wonky, firstborns are dethroned when a second child comes along, and this could have a lasting influence on their personality. Younger and only children may be pampered or spoiled, which is um, suggested to affect their personality later in life as well. I feel like a lot of the birth order conversation is kind of akin to like horoscope conversation. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So it's like purposely vague things. Like, for example, I was definitely the more aggressive child, but the firstborn child is supposed to be the one that like paves the way, like as far as uh, getting the parents used to like misbehavior and whatever. And like my sister, I think definitely did pave the way for me, but not because she was the more like assertive child yeah. by any way, but just because she was first, like they, I don't know. For, for my family, my, my sister and my <laughs> oldest brother are very close in age. They're only 14 months apart. Oh, and so, um, she is technically the oldest and she is um, very, very smart. She's the smartest of all of us. She just like super smart. Um, I hope your sister listens to this podcast. Cause that's the second time you've said it. That she's the smartest of that all of us. She's like, yeah, she's really smart. <laughs> She is not that the rest of us are not smart or that my brothers aren't smart. They're really intelligent as well. But she was just like, she super excelled at, at any, anything. Yeah. Um, 
but she's very introverted. And so I think it's funny, like a lot of stuff that I read about birth order is that, yeah, the older one sibling is supposed to pave the way. They're supposed to be the leader. She's not like not a leader, but she's a really introverted person. And then comes along my brother only 14 months later. And so he technically has this role of the oldest as well because of how close in age they are. And he's a bull in a china shop. So (laughs) for that, there's like maybe a little bit of truth to Um, although, sorry, I want to go back to my notes because I want to bring up something that I think you'll be into. So one modern theory of personality that Marta discussed in the same theories of personality episode uh, states that the big five personality traits are openness, conscientious, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism, which Marta Yay, loves because it spells ocean. <laughs> uh, they represent <laughs> the most important elements of personality that can be measured. And contemporary empirical research shows that birth order does not influence the big five personality traits. Uh-huh. Yeah. So still, though, uh, many people still believe that birth order affects uh, personality um you've probably heard things like it just doesn't yeah i know (laughs) it doesn't affect personality it might affect your like it might influence your relationship between siblings yeah very yeah but that's a different conversation yeah um so uh, some some common uh, conceptions of this are that firstborns are more conscientious and less socially dominant, less agreeable and less open to new ideas compared to those who are born after them. You've also likely heard of like middle child syndrome, which is that the middle child suffers feelings of exclusion because the first child is more prone to receiving privileges and responsibilities because they're the oldest, while the youngest is um, going to get indulgences because they're the baby. And apparently this would leave the middle child feeling like they don't have a clear role in the family or that they feel left out. This is often used as a way of explaining a child's behavior, but I couldn't find any research that really supports these ideas with actual statistics. So like you could probably think of a lot of anecdotal evidence, but um, nothing, nothing that I found was worth quoting really um smaller studies do partially support claims that birth order is significant but really all of the largest and best designed research shows that the effect of birth order uh, on personality is basically zero despite what parenting blogs tell you um i found a little bit of research that says birth order mildly affects iq um there's a 1988 meta-analysis that found that firstborns only children and children with just one sibling all score higher on tests of verbal ability than later borns and children with multiple siblings. Huh. Yeah. Well, IQ is just a construct, so. (laughs) Okay. So now that we've gone through birth order, let's talk about sibling rivalry. Uh, So David Levy, a man named David Levy, introduced the term sibling rivalry in 1941, claiming that for an older sibling, this is a direct quote, uh, the aggressive response to the new baby is so typical that it is safe to say it is a common feature of family life. Um, Research generally supports this view and uh, note that parents can lessen the response by being careful about not showing favoritism and being proactive to curb negative responses in their earlier born children when a new baby comes along. Um, As mentioned earlier, usually you lay the foundation for good supportive relationships between siblings when the mother is still pregnant. Um, And really here... Parents play a big, big role in reducing rivalry by not comparing or not 
escape casting their children Mm -hmm. um, and teaching them positive ways to get attention and um, making sure that everyone has enough time and space of their own, encouraging teamwork, avoiding favoritism, um, investing time in the family as a whole, as opposed to like, like everybody should have time individually, but like promoting the family as a whole. Um, And children with a strong sense of family tend to see their siblings as being like an extension of themselves. Um, And moderate doses of rivalry can actually be kind of healthy. (laughs) I actually was wondering, because you frequently see this like in TV show tropes that like difficulty brings siblings together too, like having an alcoholic parent or something like that like as in shameless uh it brings siblings together and it fosters a sense of community so like yes parents are really responsible for bringing siblings together when they do good things but like i i wonder what the evidence is of like children who have gone through terrible situations and how close they are as siblings um i think that again is its own episode but i totally i'm with you and it's funny funny that you said shameless because they just put the new um season on um netflix Netflix, and i watched it the entire time (laughs) like it was on in the background the whole time that i did the research for this episode perfect yeah um but absolutely it's like it's overcoming conflict together and like and going through that sort of thing together. It's the same sort of thing as like people who go through traumatic events. Like it, it like yeah. kind of going through something hard and coming through on the other side together. Yeah. Yeah. That can strengthen a relationship for sure. Um, Usually sibling rivalry is a result of desire for more attention from your parents, but children also tend to have a natural competition with each other. Um, According to child psychologist Sylvia Rim, sibling rivalry is particularly intense when children are very close in age and of the same gender or where one child is intellectually gifted. Uh, Aggression and insults are especially prevalent in siblings who are pretty close in age. Um, According to Kaylee pardon me, Kayla Boys or Boise. I don't know how to sell her last name. Um, from the University of Michigan, uh, every child in the family competes to define who they are as an individual and show themselves as being unique from their other siblings. So rivalry can come from a child feeling like they're not getting equal amounts of a parent's attention or discipline or responsiveness. Um, but children fight more in families where there is no understanding that fighting is not a good way to resolve conflict and they have no other way of handling conflict. Um, according to Freud, again, throwing it back to the theories of personality episode, the sibling relationship is an extension of the Oedipus complex where brothers are in competition for their mother's attention and sisters for their father's attention. And this so has then, largely been discredited. Well, <laughs> yeah. Cause then by that token, if you have a girl and a boy, then they shouldn't, they compete. shouldn't fight. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Again, it's just one more point where it's like, fuck off, Freud. Uh, <laughs> There is, but I have to say, sorry, Freud comes up all the time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like all the, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He came up a lot in the um, relationship episodes that we've done. I don't know if you found the same thing, but it happened um, for ro- the romantic relationships as well. Um, it w- like he came up a lot. Cause I, I feel like Freud, like those were some of the things that early psychologists studied, like relationships and interactions and whatever like those are the kind of things that early psychologists were really interested in but I think like once we start getting into like evolutionary psych or like industrial organizational psych or whatever then Freud's gonna kind of go away a little bit yeah which I can't wait for um 
So I want to talk a little bit about the parent offspring theory, which is important for understanding sibling dynamic. Um, Parents are expected to invest whatever necessary to ensure the survival of their offspring. And it's generally thought that the parents will allocate the maximum amount of resources available to this goal. So that's that's the theory. Um, While parents might be investing as much as possible to their offspring, offspring may at the same time time try to get more resources than the parents are able to give so there's a conflict between the wants of the individual offspring and what the parent is willing or able to give and as a result this theory predicts that it will um pay for siblings to compete against each other it can pay to be selfish even if it's bad for one's parents but also one's siblings as long as the total benefit outweighs the total cost for the individual who like comes out on top I can see that. Yeah. Um, Seemed a little extreme, but it's legit, I I would say. Um, Studies have also shown that the greatest sibling rivalry tends to be shown between brothers and least between sisters, but obviously there are exceptions there. Um, Uh, Negative. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it makes me... it actually kind of hurts my heart a little bit. Like my cousin, she would always say like, I'm so glad I don't have a sister. You and your sister fight so much. You guys are so bad. Like she made me feel really badly about how my sister and I interacted. Like she made me feel kind of like guilty about it for the longest time. But like Carol and I did fucking fight a lot. A lot. You guys are in a weird um, closeness and age where like you're just close enough to want what the other person has but you're just far enough to like not be totally on the same page as each other and so yeah that would make conflict really difficult i just love like ever since i think when i went away to school it brought carol and i together like just when i i was it it was something about crossing over into like my late teens early 20s when you guys get like individual lives yeah yeah well she would have at that point gone on to like be herself, like develop herself and figure out who she is and what yeah. she's about. And you can start seeing outside of. Yeah. But that just that, like girl on girl, don't fight. I well, personally didn't see that, but also I can't generalize to the population of. Um, my sister and I, again, we were very far apart in age. We had, I can think of two fights that we had and one was really bad. It lasted for like 18 hours. Two fights. Yeah. Um, Whereas my brothers and I fought every day and my brothers between each other really fought. Well, I've mentioned this. I mentioned this probably not on the mics, but like, I think I'm just a very tumultuous person. So that could be it. That could be why I fought with my sister. Yeah. Like if you're like, it could just be a personality thing. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But you said your brothers really fought a lot, like more than you fought with them. Uh, yes and no. Um, it was pretty even. Sometimes all three of us were fighting together. Um, I don't know. Like it's, it's, there was quite a bit of fighting (laughs) for sure. Um, I'm sure the neighbors overheard quite a lot of choice words, um, and, and screams, um, but, but they were close enough to hear uh yeah we didn't grow up on the farm we live um in a village near the farm my grandpa lived on the farm oh cool when when i was growing up i didn't know that so my one brother lives there now Mm. yeah um but like again we were all kind of close enough in age and and uh like wanted the same resources i guess you could say usually it was about the tv or like (sighs) the 
N64 is what we were fighting over or yeah. some sort of thing like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. But my brothers really did fight quite a lot. I think um, because I was so much smaller than them, uh, they were easier on me than they were on each other. Hmm. So I always wished I had a brother because I wanted somebody I could like physically fight with. Um, you say that, but they physically fight with you too. <laughs> and if you've never That's been true. punched in the face, <laughs> even when it's like you're a little kid and it's just a little kid punching you, it still really hurts. It still sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I just like that's uh, with my sister when we'd fight and I'd get like really fired up I'd Be like, I just want to throw you but I know you'll break so <laughs> even though she's she bigger than broken me, she maybe wouldn't have broken but she definitely would have wailed like cried my sister's best defense was I would always get really loud regardless of who was actually in the wrong I always got in trouble because I was the louder one hmm. and she my parents would come into the room and like if she wouldn't be crying when they came before they came in like the moment they came in she started crying I I definitely did stuff like that once in a while with my parents but for the most part I really wanted to be as strong as my brothers and I really wanted my brothers to think that I was as strong as them so I remember a lot of times where I was like hurt way more when I, than I was laying on but like went back for more because like no way that was how this fight was gonna end like yeah. I have more <laughs> I have more to say <laughs> okay so a lot of uh of studies looking at the degree of sibling rivalry throughout childhood find that over time sibling relationships become more balanced and egalitarian with less conflict um birth order might actually affect this particular topic. So like you said, it doesn't really dictate personality, but it could affect dynamics between mm -hmm. siblings. Firstborn children report pretty much the same level of sibling conflict throughout childhood on through adolescence, but younger siblings report a peak in conflict and rivalry around young adolescence and a drop in later adolescence because their older siblings are gone. <laughs> goodbye bye-bye um, uh, yeah <laughs> um yeah the older siblings grow up they leave so the resources that you were previously fighting over you're not fighting over those things anymore and you're uh you really get to develop your own independent lives outside the family unit by that time makes sense yeah i found another study that highlighted being careful around what is rivalry and what is abuse and suggested four criteria to use if the behavioral behavior is questionable. So I'll mention these things. It's the, it's the most I'm going to talk about abuse. Um, so I'll mention these things. I didn't even consider that. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that there's a line that could be crossed. There is a line that could be crossed. Yeah. Um, and I have to say for as much as I fought with all of my siblings, it was not abuse. <laughs> None of these lines were ever crossed. Um, though we did fight pretty a lot, uh, is the behavior age appropriate? Children use different conflict resolution tactics um, depending on like different developmental stages. So is it age appropriate? Is the behavior an isolated in incident or is it part of a pattern? Um, abuse is a long-term pattern, not occasional disagreements. Um, is there an aspect of victimization? Rival rivalry tends to be incident specific reciprocal and obvious to others where abuse is usually more secretive and there's an imbalance of power um and what's the goal of the behavior if the like the goal of abuse is usually embarrassment or domination so like what what 
what's driving that behavior. So it's important for um, to keep an eye on that. If if the if it is questionable behavior, those are some things to consider. But in general, it's important for parents to be encouraging togetherness, treating si- siblings equally, um, reinforcing uh, family togetherness with the whole family, giving everybody good equal space and time um with each other and and with themselves so um yeah sibling rivalry is inevitable but a lot of the responsibility for making it better is with the parents no shit Mm -hmm. um (laughs) Mm -hmm. and now i wanted to talk about only children because i realized i was talking all about siblings and i was like hey there's a whole chunk of the population that doesn't have siblings so (laughs) i should probably at least mention that uh and I found a very cool study. Uh, it was done in 2016 at the Southwest University of China. It worked with 303 college-age students, and it was an interesting mix of candidates for the study because the mix of young people in China offers a broad pool of candidates for this kind of research because of the nation's long-lasting one-child policy. So it limited many but not all families to uh. only raising a single child between... Uh, 1979 and 2015. So a really cool place to to do this um, study. It was about half and half only children versus not. So half the family or half the people in the study were only children and the other half did have uh, sibling. Um, so what they did was they compared brain scans of only children with those who had siblings and it aimed to find if only children demonstrated neurological differences from those who had siblings. Um, they were also given cognitive tests designed to measure their intelligence, creativity and personality in addition to scanning uh, their brains with MRIs. They didn't find any difference in intelligence, but they did find that only children had greater flexibility in their thinking, but also demonstrated less agreeableness in their personality tests. Which Um, is weird because those seem like conflicting. Yeah. Uh, Well, I think it was flexibility was like a creativity thing. Like I can be flexible with my thoughts. I'm like quick to adapt to things. Mm -hmm. Whereas agreeableness is more like, I think maybe social. I don't know. What? What, who are these kids being compared against? Like other Chinese children? Uh, all the children within the study. So it was, sorry, um, 303 college aid students. Half of them were only children and the other half had siblings. So it was comparing okay. them within that group. Apples to apples. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, no difference in intelligence, but they did find that only children are more flexible in their thinking and rated lower on agreeableness in their personality test. Um, more importantly than behavioral data, the MRI results actually showed neurological differences in the gray matter volume between only children and those with siblings. Can I guess? Uh, sure. The ones with siblings is higher. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Only children... Wait, no. Did you just say ones with siblings had more gray matter no really only children showed greater supramarginal supramarginal yeah supramarginal (laughs) gyrus volume (laughs) Uh, that's the one got it uh it's a it's a hard word to say i'm so sorry and it's actually two words um uh which is a portion of the parietal lobe parietal s- parietal there we go i'm so sorry marta that you no, know these words i and didn't I don't. know the first one the super magic one supra marginal gyrus volume cool. and 
parietal lobe uh, associated with language perception and processing. So it correlates to the only child's greater flexibility in their thinking. Um, brains of only children showed less volume in other areas. So I guess maybe you were right. Um, like the medial prefrontal cortex, which is associated with emotional regulation, like personality and social behaviors, which correlates with their lower, lower agreeableness scores. Um, the study was careful not to draw firm conclusions on why these were the results that they found, but they suggested a couple of things. One possibility is that parents might foster gre greater creativity in only children by devoting, uh, pardon me, by devoting more time to them and possibly placing greater expectations on them. Also, only children's lesser agreeableness could result from uh, excessive attention from family members, less exposure to external social groups, and more focus on solitary activities while growing up. Um, some important limitations to this study, all the participants were highly educated young people taken from a specific part of the world, and the results only reflect testing from one point in time. Mm -hmm. um, so some conclusions here to, to start wrapping this up. Uh, each of these subtopics that I covered loosely could be topics of their own, um, with a myriad of subtopics, really, like we could really do an episode on each one of these things mm. <laughs> and still have more to talk about. Um, another important psychological aspect to family relationships with siblings to consider is abuse. And like I say, I specifically chose not to cover it because it's a really full subject. Um, did touch on it a bit when discussing rivalry because it was relevant to that subject, but I was pretty conscious not to go any deeper because I didn't think I'd really be able to um, scratch the surface of that topic with the time that we have. And also because it's a more sensitive topic, I didn't want to do a shitty job of it. Um, but again, it's so full. And I thought that it would be better discussed when we were focusing on that specifically. So perhaps a future topic for discussion for us could be psychological effects uh, of abuse within family. Um, so, so we'll see about that and then we can really narrow in on it. Um, but for now, uh, I guess we can we can finish up. I'm curious, after having this whole conversation, Marta, how do you feel about your own sibling dynamics? I think that... Or, okay, sorry, not necessarily your own sibling dynamics, but also maybe consider sibling dynamics you've... Um, witnessed. Witnessed, yeah, in other I families. Had, I had a friend growing up who had a few siblings and actually my dad came from a multi-sibling household as well um and it gives me a better idea that like birth order has absolutely no influence on personality like I just like that that was reinforced mm -hmm. it makes me happy because for both of the families like with my dad's family and this friend who had they both had were of a family of five children they like the oldest sibling was not the same person in both families mm -hmm. if you know what I mean like the youngest child was not the same person in both families so it was just good to see that reinforced that birth order has nothing to do with personality um what else I don't know I feel like everything feels at, like in hind hindsight's 2020 20, everything kind of feels like yeah makes sense yeah duh but it's good to see that there's empirical evidence behind it yeah. Word. Also that my sister's not smarter than me because she was born before me. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think for, for me, I, I was thinking a lot about, uh, 
I think because I'm getting older and um, I'm thinking about things from that perspective now instead of like from a shitty child or middle child perspective um, where like I'm the center of the universe and my siblings suck because they are just in my way. Um, I thinking about like how you maintain relationships with your siblings as you get older was something that I was really interested in researching. And also I know like uh, from, from my family, uh, both of my parents have a lot of contact with all of their siblings. And in particular, my dad's family, there's eight children and they live all across Canada now um, and they all have their own lives. But we have this McKay family email chain that is like really amazing. And honestly, it keeps us all tied together, um, so but especially for, for my dad and his siblings, it keeps all of them together and their spouses, it keeps all of them together. Um, and so I was really interested because I know of, of a few other, I have a few other relationships, like closer relationships where I know that the parents are totally estranged from their siblings and for me it's just like I can't understand what it is to have that Mm -hmm. like it's just not something that I've ever seen my parents didn't give me that model and like at least as far as things are going now knock on wood I don't see that going it going that way with my own siblings because that's just I don't know, even when we fight, even when we don't like each other, we're still going to talk to each other. <laughs> yeah, even even when I'm a shithead, like afterwards I'll go to Carol and I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, like I was tired and grumpy and yeah. like I was hungry and I'm sorry I like was rude to you. And she's like, ah, oh, no big deal. And or it's just, just like that we're different people. Yeah. Like, like I'm really different from all of my siblings. We're all quite unique from each other. We don't have that... Uh, like in some ways we have very similar personalities, but in a lot of ways we're, we're polar opposites. Yeah. Um, but I am still going to always be in touch with them. And like my dad, you were talking about birth order. Well, there's eight kids in that family. And Jeez. like, as far as I'm concerned, they're all forces of nature. Like they're all paving a path. They're <laughs> all, they're, they're all so strong headed. Like they're all a typical firstborn. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was, I thought it was cool that that birth order wasn't anything. And uh, um, I was just interested to kind of learn a little bit about how siblings stay or don't stay connected to each other later in life. You know, which one, uh, which study I also really liked that you covered the one that said that kids are fighting every 18 minutes. Oh, yeah. Because I felt like my sister and I, we were dysfunctional because we fought so much. Well, that was on average. So, like, they could have maybe had, like, an 18-minute spat where it was coming up every two minutes. But then maybe they were good for, like, 40. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Like, but my sister and I had a pretty tumultuous, like, childhood. We did fight quite a bit. Um, But then also, just the fact that we get along so well now shows me that it was just all worth it. And, like, a lot of the things that I learned... it. I think the reason I am the way I am with other people is because of my, because of what I've learned from my sister. Yeah. Because she was your early social development. Absolutely. Um, Thanks Carol. (laughs) Well, and another thing that I thought was important was like, when I look back, like I mentioned, I fought quite a lot with my two brothers. Like we all fought a lot, but, um, 
we grew out of that because there was also a lot of positivity, like in our own individual relationships, but also mm-hmm. because my parents really did force the whole, like, we are a family. We are spending time together as a family. I don't care that that show is on TV. We are all sitting here and we are eating supper together. And that's sweet. That's happening. Yeah. And we're going to talk or if we're not going to talk, I don't care. We're, gonna we're just going to sit here silently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like there, there was a lot of positivity and like, Yes, I think about the fights that I had with my brother sometimes because we had some pretty bad ones. Who but doesn't? mostly I think of the hilarious shit we did and the like stuff we got away with <laughs> and like all yeah. of the really good things about and like all the things that I learned and the fact that like uh, the most I take away from from my childhood being the youngest is how much I looked up to all of my siblings growing well, up. Literally and yeah. theoretically yeah so that's that's is that it for today that's us that's us that's it that's us that's our siblings (laughs) apparently it's yours too listeners um Um, so (laughs) so i i guess i'll take this opportunity to close us out yeah um thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of who knew we didn't uh tune in next time we're going to be covering parental styles or like parental dynamics in families uh just kind of like a like a cursory not a cursory glance, but just like an, an overview. Probably as much as an as what I did for siblings. I'd say a little bit less. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you did more. You and I tend to do research a little bit differently. Yeah. I never feel like one of us has more or less. I might have more content, but sometimes I feel like the quality of your content is a lot better than mine. Well, thank you. But I don't feel that way this week. So <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, we'll see. Um We'll see if you guys agree or disagree. Uh, Thank you again for tuning in. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and what else? Oh, we have an email. It's who knew we didn't everywhere. Yeah. Oh, and all those other places too. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew we didn't at gmail.com as well. Hashtag WKWD. Yeah. Tweet tweet us. And rate, subscribe, keep listening. We're having a blast doing this. We hope you're having a blast listening. Anyway, that's that's us for today. Cool. See ya. Bye.